Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Tom Brady has taken the Bucks to the Super Bowl in his first year in Tampa at age 43. Win or lose, is this the greatest Tampa Bay sports story ever? We're talking Bucks, Brady, and a little bit of Patrick Mahomes with Tom Jones, longtime columnist of the Tampa Bay Times, my former radio partner, now with the Pointer Institute on this edition of Sports Day Tampa Bay. I'm Rick Stroud of the Tampa Bay Times, along with producer Steve Versnick. Hey, on Friday's podcast, you want to get your questions in now, we're going to have our very popular mailbag segment. Uh, submit any questions about really anything that you have on your mind, whether it's the Bucks, the Bolts, the Rays, anything, Super Bowl, you name it. You can do that by going on Twitter. Send your questions to us on at SportsDayTB, at SportsDayTB on Twitter. Reach me on Twitter at NFL Stroud, or my email address is rstroud at tampabay.com. All right, Tom Jones joins us now. And, Tommy, as you predicted, and all of us really going back to – no, none of us did. <laughs> uh, the Bucks are in the Super Bowl against the Kansas City Chiefs. Super Bowl 55, double nickel right here in Tampa Bay. How in the heck did they pull I, this off, man? I have no idea, but I'm telling you what right now, Rick, I believe this is the greatest story in Tampa Bay sports history. I, wow. Now, if they, go, if they go out and they get crushed, you know, 45 nothing in the Super Bowl, maybe I change, change your mind, my mind yeah. on it. Mm. But as of right now, as we head into this game, tell me a bigger story. Uh, Rick, this is, I cannot fathom what we're about, what, we wit- what we've witnessed so far. Think about what has happened, Tom. This almost doesn't seem real, does it? I mean, it, you're watching. You're at that game, or you're watching this game. Are you? Are you thinking as he's throwing dimes to Mike Evans on that first drive, and we're sitting there going, "This is going to happen." Mm-hmm. Like, what were you thinking up? Like when this game was over, weren't you thinking like, "This is amazing. It's an amazing story." I think it is an incredible story, and one that you know a Hollywood screenwriter would would script that never comes true. But and you know, and people were were sort of, I think probably alternately snickering that he went to Tampa Bay in this, you know, four-loan franchise with the worst winning percentage in North American sport. Um, and he's not going to be crap without Belichick, and he's 43, and this is a joke. And then there were others who were saying, oh, no, they're, they've loaded up. They've got an all-star team. They're going to the bowl. But no one really believed. I mean, That's it's, it's, right. That's right. No one really believed it. It's so easy to say it right back in August. But but when you actually go through the roller coaster that, that was this year and all the all the things, I mean – you know, if you're around watching these guys, and on all the teams did it, right? But it's 6 a.m. and COVID, and for the most part, they all stayed, you know, clean. And there was the Ronald Jones and a few things with Devin White, whatever. But it is incredible that it, at his age to go on the road three weeks and three weeks in a row, beat three division champions, beat the Saints who owned them for you know last five times they played, but to go and then go into Green Bay against the presumptive MVP and Aaron Rodgers. Um, and that was an actual – there was an atmosphere up there. They said they had 9,000. They lied. And they all had these giant boards that they were smacking on the stands. It was actually a playoff atmosphere. It's incredible the way they played and the, and, and, and to, to come home as the first team to, 
you know, to uh, be in their home stadium for a Super Bowl. I mean, all of that is storybook nonsense, right? It's just cuckoo, right, that they could do this. And yet we watch them, and I got to be honest with you, I, even though they'll be underdogs against the Kansas City Chiefs and Patrick Mahomes will talk about, I'm sure, for the next two weeks how great he is and, and, and how he could be the next you know guy chasing Brady, I wouldn't be surprised if the confetti falls on the guy's head. And then what are we looking at? Oh, at that point, Rick, and I think I mentioned to you, we talked on the phone Sunday night after the game. Yeah. You and I were talking mm-hmm. on the phone late that night. And and I was watching a, a show in Pittsburgh, like one of those you know, like local sports writers and everything. Mm-hmm. And, and they had a guy who, a guy by the name of Mark Madden, who's a radio guy up there, who's kind of controversial, kind of dumps on everybody and, you know, craps on everything. Uh, but he said something, like he sort of criticized Brady as, you know, uh, people in Pittsburgh don't like Brady. Uh, people outside of <laughs> New England, for the most part, don't like Brady just because he's so successful. But he sort of ripped Brady a little bit, but at the same time said, if he were to pull this off, Mm-hmm. Now you now forget about like greatest quarterback of all time. That's already been decided. That's done. We're done. Oh with yeah, that, that, that argument's done. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Now you're talking about the greatest football player of all time, and not only are you talking about the greatest football player of all time. Yep. If he pulls this off, mm-hmm. now we're talking Babe Ruth, Michael Jordan, Muhammad Ali, Muhammad Ali. Now we're talking. We're talking like all time greatest athlete, greatest moments, greatest iconic figure in. American sports. Mm-hmm. I mean, and that's not overstating it, is nope. it? No, I, I think I think he is sort of in that Ruthian category. I think he he becomes he becomes legendary, in, you know, transcending his own sport. I mean, just like you said, all of sport, and that's not that's not too big. Um, I don't think it understates it. And, and and here's the thing about it, like, you know, when he was with the Patriots, I mean, didn't we not think he was great enough, right? He had won six of the of the Super Bowls of the nine nine that he played in. So he was already Lord of the Rings. But there was something about his attachment to the Patriots, right? Mm-hmm. Um, Belichick, you know, it's on the Cincinnati. And then the whole cheating thing, right? The the spy gate and deflate gate and, you know, ah, they those the the, the New England Pets sick. There was a there was a Patriot Belichick Brady fatigue, if you will. Sure. I could be wrong about this, and I'm sure there's plenty of people in New England who think he's the Antichrist now because he left the Patriots, although they didn't really offer him a chance to stay. Go ahead. Finish your thought. I I actually think people in Boston are okay with this. I think there's a bunch that are Brady fans and that are now Tampa Bay fans. I I believe there's probably more of them, right? Right. Um, But but even, even having said that, I think that he's been sanitized by what he has done this year with this team. I think it's so fascinating that people recognize, wait a minute, this guy's 43? He went to a team that never won, didn't be, didn't sniff the playoffs in 13 years, and he went down there and added a few dudes and, and won the NFC on the road <laughs> against the Packers? Are you kidding me? When we talk about the great athletes, Rick, when we talk about accomplishments in sports, the, the natural thing to do is compare them to other great athletes. So sure. when you look at when we when we talk about LeBron, we compare him to what Jordan Michael did. Jordan. Mm-hmm. And when we when we talk about um you know, before this, we we, we compared Brady to Montana. Yep. Or in baseball, like we look at today like at a guy like Mike Trout or Mickey Mantle know, and Mike Trout. Compare yeah. them to Mike the Mickey but right. That's how we do it. Or or modern day players like Hockey, like Sidney Crosby, we compare him to Mary Lemieux and so forth. So who do we compare Tom Brady right now to? You know who? Nobody. Because <laughs> yeah. nobody has ever done what he is doing. Forget about 
I mean, the fact that he's going to a Super Bowl, just playing the game at this level. He's he played at a near MVP pace this year mm-hmm. at age forty three, and he's taking a team to a Super Bowl. There is nothing to compare this to. There is oh. nobody in the history of the sport to compare this to. Mm-hmm. And this is after, by the way, he's already been put up the greatest numbers of all time for a quarterback. Right. The guy's won thirty three playoff games. Is that right? Thirty three. He's won twice as many, twice as many as Joe Montana. Twice That's, as many. Okay, and here's the other thing, Rick. How many first-round buys did he have all that time? I was listening to Bill Simmons. They were talking about this the other day. Think of all the first-round buys. He never even played in games. Right. That, no, he played two and getting a Super Bowl. Yeah. Right. And I'm just – to me, that's the amazing part of this is, is like, like I said, you always look to compare – we compare Kobe Bryant to LeBron to Jordan. I can't – there's nobody – there's no comparison here. He is – he has gotten to the end of the book and now is adding chapters to that book that no one else can get into that book. You know, no, yeah. I mean, we've said this too before that you know, if he were a football franchise, he would be one of the most successful franchises. Forget about individual players. I mean, there are whole teams, clubs, you know, original, you know, that haven't come close to this many Super Bowls or that many championships. I mean, it is. It's just. And and it's hard to explain, and and you have to be around him, uh, and and listen and talk to his teammates, and how much, you know, they care about him, how much caring he shows them. I mean, it sounds a lot of it sounds hokey and cliche, and you know all that stuff, but there really is some something to it. And I thought, you know, Bruce Arians said it. He goes, one guy, you know, one guy made the difference. Like, how'd you do this? One guy, and yeah. and it's true. It really is true. He has elevated. Um, so much um, of that franchise that, like I said, this this is incredible. I've never seen anything like it. And yet, um, you know, he's he's facing a guy that we can talk about in a minute in Patrick Mahomes, who who a lot of people think is the next guy. Who a lot of and he might be the next guy. But here's the thing: that the next guy, Patrick Mahomes, you got to do this for like 15 more years, 17 well, more years. Okay, you say that, and I agree with you. I don't think, first of all, I don't think anybody's going to do what he's doing at 43. I'll be surprised if anybody does it at 40. I mean, I think we may look back at this and go, holy cow, like nobody's come close to doing it. First, you know, what is your motivation, right? If you have all the money, if you have all the rings, or you have enough rings, who's going to sacrifice their bodies the way he does every year because he just simply loves, loves to play, loves the nuances of the game, loves everything about it. I don't know that anybody's going to play that long. Now, having said that, I will give you this, okay? Patrick Mahomes is all of what, 25, 26? I, mean, I should know how old he is, but yeah, he's very, I think, no, he's, you're he's, right. Yeah, he's very, very it's young. Like that, okay? 25, I think. If not for a coin flip that went the wrong way, do you realize Patrick Mahomes could be going for his third Super Bowl and Tom Brady would be sitting at five? That's I mean, true. seriously, they had no, an AFC Championship game, and Mahomes' first year as a starter won the MVP, I think. Um, where he threw like 50 touchdowns, if I'm not mistaken, or maybe it was the next year. But the point is he had a great year uh, when they finally played him, sat the bench behind Alex Smith, and they played him. He gets a championship game, and he ties up the game. They go to overtime, and they lost the coin flip. And Brady went down the field, they, they score, and he never gets the ball back. Uh, short of that, if Mahomes wins that game, he probably goes on and wins the Super Bowl. He could be going yeah, for his third. Yeah, there was the offsides in that game or whatever. Yeah, you know, he could be going for his third in a row, and Brady could be sitting at five. And now all of a sudden you go, yeah, you could catch him. But this this isn't quite Jack and Tiger, right? I mean, this is – No, not, well, the other thing too is – and I look, the Super Bowls are ultimately – that's what we're counting here. But Absolutely. what amazes me is just getting to the Super Bowl. Like winning these championship games yeah. are 
That's amazing. Now, what, it's every other year, right, basically, for his career, right? Every other, Well, he's played 21 seasons. This is his 10th. I mean, it, that's amazing. imagine that in any That's sport. an amazing number mm-hmm. when you think about it. And that that's the one. I, look, I hope Patrick Mahomes, I hope we get to find out. I hope we have a conversation someday about Patrick Mahomes being the GOAT. But I don't know that that he's going to last health-wise that long. Right. I mean, no, we're already, that's true. He's already suffered a couple – Pretty scary injuries. Yeah, I, mean, yep. I mean, well, not the well, one the last knee week. Injury, was a little, uh, the knee injury, the knee though, injury, a year yeah, ago, knee, they weren't yeah, sure he was going to be able to continue playing, and he, he ended up winning a Super Bowl. And then, he, you know, he's got um, obviously a turf toe this year. But, yeah, I mean, the other and thing about – concuss- concussion or choked concussion. out or whatever happened. And I will yeah. tell you why Patrick Mahomes has way less chance of playing as long as Brady did, and it's simply the style of play. Yeah, sure. um, Patrick Mahomes is three times the athlete that Tom Brady ever was. But at the end of the day, his problem is also his strength. The guy, you know, runs out of the pocket. And he runs out of the pocket to make plays, extends plays, and throws, you know, rockets down the field. But he also gets hit. He also he also exposes himself to more hits. Because no one's going to sit in there. And, you know, Tom Brady knows his limitations. He's not, he's not eluding anybody. But, you know, he gets the ball out of his hands. And he has managed, you know, to protect himself as much as anybody has protected him him because of his style of play in the pocket. These other quarterbacks that come out running spread option, you know, doing these bootlegs and waggles, they, 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 they extend the plays and they expose themselves to more hits that way. And I just – I don't know that his style of play will lead him to play anywhere close to age 43 or yeah. however long it would take him. The thing I admire most about Brady at this point, Rick, is when he left New England last year, I mean, he could have – most people I think would have quit – I think they would have looked at their careers and thought this is this is a good way to go out. Uh, I'm one team, one franchise. The risk that he took to come to Tampa Bay, uh, and I get Tampa Bay had players. They had the, talent. Yeah, he did the his homework. They, yeah. they had talent everywhere, and and it's on both sides of the ball. And he had a really good coach. I get all that. But th- I'm telling you, this was a huge risk to come to mm-hmm. Tampa. This he could have fallen flat on his face. Yeah, and and we would have looked at it and said, yeah, because there was a, there were a lot of people. All, all all of us saw how last season ended, and we realized that New England wasn't a very good team at the end. Of, and now we really know that they weren't a really good team. But there were room, sort of murmurs like, uh, starting to look old. You know, can he throw it anymore? I don't know. You know, and for him to come to to Tampa Bay, as you mentioned before, a franchise, traditional losing franchise for base. When we look at the whole franchise as a whole. Um, they had their mo- they've obviously had their moments and they've won a Super Bowl. But as a whole, this was a risky maneuver. This was a re- he took a real risk coming here, and it's and even at seven and five, we it were didn't like, oh. look good, man. It didn't look good at seven and five at all. No, and now to be where they are now. But I love people who take risks like that, and for him to to stick with it and to and to have conviction in what he was doing and to believe. In the process, that's a you know a phrase everybody likes to use these days. I so respect what he's been able to do with this. Man, you got me fired up. I'm risk averse personally, but you know what? I think I'll take that risk next time. I think I will. Well, I, I don't. Well, here's the, I would like to zone. too. It, but the thing is, maybe well, you did. I, well, I did, but but I mean, you walked guy, across the street. You weren't exactly that, David Letterman here, but no, I exactly. I was. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. That's a good example. That's a perfect. You know what? That's a really good analogy, Rick. Thank you. 
David Letterman is a, for those who don't remember, you know, he, he got passed over for the job. Wouldn't do him the tonight. Wouldn't give him the Tonight Show, which is and he what went he, to CBS and to go up against the Tonight Show, go up against Leno, and won. And and initially won. Yeah, for a long and time. certainly mm-hmm. look in the long run, we can all look back and say, yeah, Letterman's an iconic figure. Mm-hmm. This was a, a lot of people w- would have walked away at that point, Rick, and nobody would have blamed him. And he could have fallen flat on his face. And if he had fallen flat on his face, you know what we all would have said. That, see? I mean, yeah, great career, but system quarterback. Had Belichick. It was New England. That's what it was. No, that's not what it was. I mean, partly what it was. I mean, I don't want to take away and say Bel- it's all, it was all Brady and no Belichick. But he's come here and he's proven he can play here, too. And he looks good, Rick. This isn't, this isn't like Peyton Manning last year in Denver where the defense no. is just dragging him yeah. to the Super Bowl. He's, yeah. He led them there. That first half last week against Green Bay incredible, was amazing. And mm-hmm. I know people want to jump on the second half. He didn't have a great second half. No. But I'm telling you, Mike Evans catches that big ball down the sidelines. That's a different half, too. Uh, you know, he, he, Evans had a big drop. This, the other drop, that he, so-called drop that he had, I, don't, I think that was partly Brady's fault. But, I mean, it, very easily that half could have gone just as well in the second half, too. The, mm-hmm. the 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 numbers the throws he made that first drive when they went down Rick third down Bing Bang Boom they were so third two- yeah but the thing is they were third and eight third and seven third and ten like he he converted the first six third downs in that game yeah it was incredible and the touchdown pass I think when they came out and they went down the field like that I think that sort of rattled the cage of the Packers because that was such a statement drive right like hey guys um. We're here to play, and so you better strap it on. And right. I think you know. Even though the Packers went went and they they tied the game up, but then the Bucks come right back down the field and Leonard Fournette makes that run. And it's fourteen seven. Like, mm, this is a different looking Tampa Bay team than we remember. You know, like, yeah. or maybe it was the same team they remember when they clubbed them thirty eight to ten, but. They weren't going to wilt in the cold. Right. That, there uh, you go. There you go. I was waiting for that one. Because you're right. It was like, oh, Brady's 43, doesn't like the cold. His blood thinned out. Uh, yeah, looked, you know, fine. and a, a Florida team, and they're going to come up here. And first of all, it was a, a balmy day for Wisconsin. I mean, it was <laughs> – like, if they had played 12 hours before, Tom, it snowed four inches. I went to bed. We did this show yesterday. But I went to bed and, and um, woke up, and I had I went, <laughs> I went out to get my car which, where I thought I left it. Yeah. And it was nothing but a mound of snow. Like, you couldn't see. You <laughs> right. saw the like a partial of the wheels. So I had to kind of recognize my car from its wheels, which I had rented. And, I mean, I was, like, clearing snow for, like, a while because it was just this big powdery mess. And I, I didn't, you know, you can't really just brush that off very easily. But if they'd have played earlier, it would have been really fun, you know, because they would have been, like, wading in it. But, yeah, it was, you know, nothing seemed to bother them. And I think... I think they pretty much served, you know, notice. And then, of course, the play at the end of the first half. I mean, what the hell coverage was that? I mean, oh, I don't my know gosh. That was the the, the uh, Greg Williams <laughs> oh, non-preventive yeah, right? defense. Yeah, right. And, um, you know, so he gets the, the touchdown to Scotty Miller. And then you were like, okay. You know, I like Tom Brady's not going to blow the 28-7 to 7 lead or whatever, they, whatever the hell it was at some point. 21-7 to 7 at the half. But, uh, yeah, it's, a, it's amazing. And yet there's still, you know – one big challenge away from completing, you know, um, the success story. But so you would, you would say this is bigger than the '04 NHL Stanley Cup team that, you know, came back 
you know, with the game six goal by Marty and one just and seven games. Just as a games. story, just as a like sort mm-hmm. of an incredible story, just to, to start write. to finish. It really. I is. I mean, I was there. I was there for every every game of the two thousand four playoff run. Yeah. Um, obviously, I wasn't. You know, we were all watched as the Lightning won the Cup last year, and and right. What about been the cold... what, what about the O two Bucks? I mean, yeah, the, about... the O two Bucks that was great. It was really that mm-hmm. too was unbelievable. I mean, there are great moments in Tampa Bay sports history. Yeah. I mean, there are single single. Moments like the Marty goal sure. and Rondé's return and Longo's one sixty two and right. Dan Johnson's homer and um, it, but it, there's the, only three world champions. There's there's the two that the Lightning have and then the Bucks in two thousand two, right. eighteen years ago. And they're all great and they're all special. If the Bucks don't win this uh, this Super Bowl, mm-hmm. then it would be hard to to put that moment up there with those other moments because right. ultimately it's about they're not the champions. champions right but just as a, in terms of a story rick and in terms of a national impact in terms of just 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 the incredible the incredible i, I keep coming the word it keeps popping in my head story, the story of it mm. there's nothing there's been nothing like this and because it involves quite possibly the uh, like what will go down as the greatest football player of all time here yeah, and he'll go, you know, on his Hall of Fame speech. I'm sure he'll mention the Bucks prominently. I wonder, and I don't think this is the case, but I've already had people ask me, like, if, if he does win it all, does he walk away? Does he say, does he recognize, unlike Jordan, who Jordan didn't play this long, but, you know, he hung the nets in Utah, won his sixth championship with that framed photo, right, of him standing up there at the top of the key. But that could have been his walk-off. Would Brady... And people have asked me, would Brady, if if he wins it all, I've asked realize? <laughs> yeah, you've asked me. Well, you're people. I count you as people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, we talked um, about this. I think on uh, not even on the podcast. I think we were talking on the phone the other day, and I yeah. And I asked Tom. That. Tom asked me, um, <laughs> would would that would that be enough? Would that be enough for him to say, I can't possibly, because it's such a storybook finish, because it's such an unreal accomplishment, because. What do you do for an encore, right? Um, to Casablanca, you know what I mean? Right. Like what? So would that be? Would that? Do you think that would pre- convince him to go home and play with the kids and Giselle, or what? Well, you, you, I know you have some strong opinion on on this. I can tell you. I'll tell you what this has taught me, and mm-hmm. I should have learned this well before now. Mm-hmm. That trying to think like they do is is just a fruitless endeavor. I don't <laughs> right. because I don't. We're I am not wired. True. Like these people are wired. Very you know? few are. Because mm-hmm. if it were me, I'd be like, yeah, walk away. <laughs> I would walk away with a Super Bowl, be the greatest ending of all time. But that's that's not the only reason why I'm not them. But that's a big reason why I'm not them. And yes. that's what separates them from the mere mortals, you know, who right. who do walk away. And I'm not if there's anything wrong with walking away after a championship either because we've, we've seen that. We've seen Elway do that. And that, it, it was a great ending to his career. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, we've also seen people of, stay at the party too long, and it was that's right, despicable. Right? And and we, look, we've like we we watched Muhammad Ali fight one too many oh, fights, yeah, you know, and we watched Willie Mays play one too many games. There you and, go, and Joe Namath and OJ and all you know all these Emmett people. Smith, who were, yeah, yeah, we we all witnessed it. But I, <laughs> I mean, there's they don't think that Don Brady doesn't think that way. Don Tom Brady doesn't think. I should walk away now because it'll never get better than this. Because he thinks I can, I can do it again. It can no, get better than you this. You just nailed it. You just <laughs> he thinks you think he should walk away, and that's why he's not walking away. His his statement is sort of like, yeah, they'd all love me to retire. You know why? 
because I keep whipping their butts. That's right. They want me out of the way, and I'm not going to do that. I'm not. I'm still. I'm still balling. I mean, what about this year would convince him he couldn't do it again? And this is the mentality of Tom Brady: is that you think that was great? Wait till I have an off season. Wait till I know the offense, and I'm in my second year, and we get to go to training camp, and we actually play a preseason game, or I get warmed up before I have to go play the Saints. That's his mentality. Sure. His mentality is, I can do better. I can do right. this again, and I can do it better. You know? I'm just, oh, I'm just getting warmed up, as Al Pacino <laughs> would say, right? That's right. That's right. Um, the answers we need are all in this room. Um, so, you know, I people people ask me, I ask that question to you, I, I, I would be shocked if he hung it up. You know? There's yeah. nothing. Because I think he also recognizes that, because he loves football so much and he can still do it. And if he couldn't do it, I think he'd think differently. But he loves everything about it, the nuances, the relationships, all that stuff. I just I just feel like, you know, he knows when he does hang him up, he'll never feel that again. Like there's nothing in his life. And I wonder, you know, I mean, you should be happy with a beautiful family, a model wife, and, you know, all the money in the world, right? If you can't be happy, then what? But But even for a Tom Brady with all that he has in business, Hell, he could buy a team, right? Whatever he wants to do. There will not never be anything in his life that can measure the excitement and, and the, um, you know, just the, the absolute, you know, accomplishment of being part of a football team that wins championships. Like, it's you'll like never, the, but, it, you know, we talked to drug. Like, well, he it's should go drug. home and be with his, yeah, it's a drug. We yeah. should go home and be with his family or whatever. It might be like the end of trading places where they're like, should we have the lobster or the crack crab? And the guy's <laughs> like, why can't we have both? Like, maybe he looks at it and says, well, what? I, just because well, I'm playing I, football doesn't yeah. mean I'm still not married Sorry. to Giselle. I, yeah, I still love my kids. wife. I still have great kids, and I have plenty of fun, and I yeah, travel. What, yeah, what? I mean, There's Giselle doesn't football. want me home all day. so Well, that can, may be true, too. I can still do but why, why not do both? Why not enjoy both? And I also think, Rick, is that I'm sure that he never, none of us imagined, okay, how can you top what you've done in New England? Well, he just Watch has this. topped it. And the hold thing my, is, he's the hold my beer guy, isn't he? I mean, he exactly, really is. Exactly. Because here's what happened. Just when you think, he's already the GOAT. He was already the GOAT no matter how this year turned out. Absolutely. He, he was already the GOAT. But think about what he's done over the last month. He has basically retired Drew Brees, who's the all-time. Right. What, and and you know what he else did? Man, and I, and I don't know that this is not the point of it for him, I'm sure, but I'm sure it felt pretty good. Any little sliver that anybody had out there that, well, Aaron Rodgers, if Aaron Rodgers can beat him and get to another Super Bowl, maybe. I'm like, no. He like he shut the door on that too. That conversation, by the way, is long over. Aaron Rodgers, thanks a lot. Thanks for coming. No, like this idea that he's even in the conversation of maybe someday being the greatest quarterback of all time. Brady at forty three is like, yeah, let me settle this right now. And now he can wake up this morning and say, you know, I've won as many NFC championships as Aaron Brady has, or as Aaron Rodgers has. That's it's, true. You know, and next year, who maybe next year it's like now I'm going to take out Mahomes. Because maybe maybe if Mahomes if he loses to Mahomes, well, in two I mean, weeks. just just think about what what he's attempting. I mean, you know, so he retires Drew Brees, right? And let's not look. Let's not forget Taylor Heineke, okay? Because I mean, hey, <laughs> he's Taylor Heineke. But he retires Drew Brees. He goes into Aaron Rodgers' backyard, right? Like not just you know I played him at home and it, no, goes into his backyard when he's the MVP, like his best year ever, okay? 
dude got almost 50 touchdowns, right? 50 almost. And this dude goes in there in Green Bay in the frozen tundra, and he does them, and he does them big. And, and, and the contrast, I mean, the absolute contrast couldn't have been more glaring. Like, you know, there is Mr. You know, no risk it, no biscuits. Win or lose, we, go, we booze, baby. He's taking a shot down the field in the final play of the first half and letting, you know, letting his guy grip it and rip it. Then we get, you know, to the Green Bay side, trailing by eight on third and goal at the eight. This cat's kicking a field goal on fourth down. Like, wait, what? You took the ball out of Aaron Rodgers' hands? And that's the great thing about the whole thing is if you're Brady, you're looking back at this. And what are we talking about today when we talk about these two quarterbacks? One guy, the story, because you're watching all these shows like I am, Get Up. and first Sure, game. sure. And one story is, can you believe what Brady's doing? This is amazing. This guy's yeah. going for another yeah. Super Bowl. And the other guy, were, the other guy's whining, uh, maybe I'll quit. I don't know if I'm yeah. coming back. It's a like, beautiful they, mystery. He's totally destroyed that. <laughs> Sorry, Green Bay fans. Like, Brady just destroyed the will of those people. He did. <laughs> and it was... And I, I'm telling you, Brady gets off on that. Why wouldn't you get off on that? Oh, and I'm not, I'm not, look, I'm not going to say, I think Aaron Rodgers is a terrific quarterback. And he'll go down as one of and the And I think, I think Brady respects him. I think he recognizes he's, you know, tremendous talent, a good thrower of the football, but he knows he's not him, too. Right. He and he went him. out there at age, he already had proven it, in my oh, mind. Yeah, and I think course. in everybody's mind. Oh, yeah. But even at age 43, he's like, yeah, here's one more for you on the mm-hmm. way out the door. Here you go. <laughs> Where that? Here's a knuckle sandwich for you. And look, and that's how it's turned out. And look, we the and I don't know if you want to talk about Rogers a little bit now. Yeah, but I'd love to. I mean, this the way this has turned out for Aaron Rodgers in post game. And I, oh, Rick, you and I know that's probably not fair to judge. We've been in a lot of locker rooms after games in all sports. Tom, they had a ten minute cooling off period. Man, <laughs> you give me ten minutes, I'll cool down after my biggest embarrassment in life. Cause sure. So we get you oh, get I it. 10. I mean, you get it. It's. It's probably not fair to judge everything a guy says right after right after losing a tough game. However, 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 but the way Aaron Rodgers threw his coach under the bus on that field goal mm. and just the I just a total I thought total lack of leadership that he showed like but he was asked that question like what, what did you think about the field goal and the answer should have been here's what the answer should have been from Aaron Rodgers was. Look, we had our chances on the first three downs. I could have done better on that drive. I should have run it in on third down. No I had, kidding. I had a million yards to run it in. Absolutely. At least get close instead of You make the a decision worm. a lot easier on fourth down if you're laying at the one-inch right. line, right? If you're what the one on fourth instead down. Instead of throwing a worm burner that had no chance as soon as it yeah, left your hand. Back across the field. Like, what are you doing? And, and that's your answer. That's your like. I should have done better yeah. on that drive to right. not just put us if in. If I position. get us in the end zone, he doesn't have to make that decision, right? Or at least whatever. But you, your whole point should be: I, I needed to do better on that drive. And instead, the answer was that wasn't my decision, what which my was decision? clear. Was he was saying was I would have gone for it? Absolutely. And you know what? I think they should have gone for it. And I and I, you know, whether Rodgers succeeded on the first three downs or not, that was the that was the wrong play. I said it at the time. I don't think there was enough upside in kicking a field goal and giving the ball back to Brady with the three timeouts and a two-minute warning. I don't care because if I don't make it, they got the ball on the eight-yard line. Oh, it was a line. horrible decision. I, I thought it made no agree. sense. It but made if you're no Aaron Rodgers, you can't. You basically he took said zero that. responsibility. Yeah, you basically said it was a horrible decision by saying it wasn't my decision. Right. And, and then I worse think you got to have your coaches back there because that's what a leader does. Yeah, and worse yet, he has backpedaled from this a bit. But worse yet. 
He sort of intimated that I don't know if I'm going to be here next year or not. He turned into Ben Roethlisberger after that game. Yeah, where it tur- where every year it's with Big Ben, it's drama. Every time they Stay they tuned. lose, they get knocked out. Am I going to retire? I don't know. Yeah, I don't he know. wants to, he wants to be begged to come back and like, right. oh no, you're our guy. You're still our guy. And and it, I thought it came out looking bad. I thought he came out looking bad out of the whole thing. He did, and and you know, and I heard. Um, who I was listening to on, but I agree with them. I can't remember because I listen to a lot of shows. But um, the point was made, and I and you know athletes like this too, and you know people like this. When something goes wrong for Aaron Rodgers, he can't come back. Like he does not. He's a he's what we used to call in sports a front runner. There were always yeah. these teams that you could not beat so long as they got on top of you. You know, when things are going well and they got it rolling, man, they were just a handful, and you hated playing them, right? But once you got them down and they had to fight their way back, they couldn't do it. They right. couldn't do it because they weren't comfortable trailing. They weren't comfortable, you know, um, not not just rolling over people or not being in front. They're, they're front runners. And there's a lot of that with Aaron Rodgers. I mean, there's look, I'm not saying Mike McCarthy, you know, was the best coach in the world and, the, you know, it's it's all Aaron's fault that they haven't been back in 10 years. But you know what? It's been 10 years. <laughs> Right. So, I mean, at some point, you know, you got to turn the thumb at yourself, don't you? And say, you know, I, I haven't I haven't gotten it done. I got as many Super Bowls as Trent Dilfer. Right. And you know? I get it. I get it. He's a he's a better quarterback than Trent Dilfer. And it and it's not all about the championships, but there is. It's a team sport, too. I, I get that. We, well. But we're going to sit there and we're going to give. And maybe this is, we're talking about ourselves here. But if we're going to sit here and give Brady credit for leading teams. I think the guy who doesn't lead his team gets a little bit of criticism. And a lot, yeah. I just I just didn't like the whole reaction after the game and I got it you're disappointed you may and you're starting to walk it back a little bit and may, maybe we misunderstood what he was saying but clearly the two themes that came out of that post game press conference was he would have gone for it on fourth down and I don't know if I want to be here anymore. Or if they if they want me, even if they want me anymore. Like I said, it turned into a Big Ben show, which is getting tired every year. And now you start to wonder about about Rodgers. I mean, what, no, no, one Super no, wait, Bowl although it's been it's, to one. It, it's starting to make sense how he broke up with Olivia Munn, though. Like all this is really <laughs> like I get it now. You know what I mean? But well, there's he has just, the there's there's a coolness. I like I like I wouldn't mind if he was my quarterback. Let's let me tell you this: if I had one season to play football. Right. I think I'd want him as my quarterback because he's well. Let me ask you this: gifted, Would you but, want him as your teammate or as your friend? Know. See, like know. Brady, Brady, you don't. Would you hesitate if I had? Would you like Tom Brady as a teammate? See, yes, and it because did you, you have know to think what? about it? Guy, you, did you have to think about it? No, no, because everybody th- talks about that. A, he's actually a regular guy. He's a humble dude. Yeah, yeah when when he's like when For you're all a, that he's done. I saw an interview with Tom House, like which is. Mm-hmm. Brady's uh, throwing guy, right? Throwing coach, mm-hmm. uh, former former baseball. Dodger pitcher. Yeah, caught Hank and, Aaron's home run ball. That's right. And he was a uh, he was talking about like one of the first times he met Brady, and he said a bunch of guys were out there. It was like Drew Brees and uh, I, don't know, I don't know who else was out there. Philip Rivers, but like a, there were a bunch of guys. And he said Brady came out. It was like well, just one of the guys. Just you know, no different than anybody else. He'd already won Super Bowls at that point, you know, but just cool, just like one of the guys. Not didn't overwhelm everybody. Didn't have a just a good, just a good guy, and that's what you want. I'm not saying Aaron Rodgers is not a good guy or not 
Maybe he is. Maybe mm. he's a great guy to be buddies mm. with. Mm. I just didn't like his leader. I just didn't like his leadership I style. Know. I don't want to psychoanalyze him and the whole family separation thing. And you know, I don't. Yeah, I don't who know knows? What's going on but, here, but but he does have. I mean, one thing about Rogers is he is kind of smug, right? When you say smirky. Oh yeah. Oh, for sure. You know, and it's and arrogant. And look. Look, they're again. Uh, you love him as your quarterback. If he was your quarterback, right? yeah, I mean that, that he has the personality of a quarterback. Sometimes. Swag, yeah. And they came within nine yards of tying that game. They I did. Get it. They did. Uh, so it's not like it's not like they're, you know, we're talking about uh, Mitch Trubisky here. No, but no. I just wasn't. I, I I thought last weekend really showed the stark differences between Brady and Rodgers. I mean, it really did, and maybe it's not fair to compare Rodgers to the greatest of all time. And I'm—I know I'm just going crazy over Brady here. I wasn't—you know me, Rick. I wasn't a big Brady guy before. No, but you yeah. sound like everybody in Boston now, so I'm disappointed. I know. I mean, I can't. I almost wish I was a Patriots fan because, because I, I remember—I specifically remember that so radio much. partner of mine that uh, said. A Boston fan when he would call in. I don't care. He cheated. Yeah, I didn't care. He, you know what bugged me too? No, he cheated. I think he lied because well, of the whole destroying the cell phone. The, the like, phone. Oh, I, I, he he ever, smashes like, the just, phone every year. Who Come does on. that? Don't you take Brady a hammer to your phone every year? <laughs> I've been doing it for years. I just, no, I, I am just stunned at what I've seen. It's an amazing story, and yes, I think it's the greatest story. In Tampa Bay sports history. No, like I said, if they go out somebody and somebody accused me of being a homer talking this way. I hope you know this, right? I, I mean, did. I'm they just wanna, repeating what I'm seeing on TV. Just, you're a fan now. You're just. I said no. I gave up my fan card in 19. How can you not admire what you're seeing here? Well, real knows real, right? Isn't that what James used to say? Real recognize <laughs> real. It's a. It's by just the way. An by the way, not to drag him into this conversation, but I just did. What's he thinking right now? Well, is he thinking I'm going to be the quarterback of the Saints next year? I'm going to kick kick Brady's butt. <laughs> that's what he's thinking. That's what I. I mean, you would hope that's what he's thinking. Yeah, I, he if, if anything, Jameis at least can say, "Okay, it took the greatest quarterback of all time to run me out of time." Mm-hmm. It's not, not as bad. If, yeah, it's not right. as if Teddy Bridgewater came in as doing this. That's true. <laughs> it's it's yeah. now here. That, that's the other question, Rick. Would this have happened? Let's let me let me play a what if game with you. Say Brady didn't come here. Say Brady either stayed in New England yeah. or went to like LA and it just go didn't. somewhere else, right? Uh, and the Bucks ended up with Philip Rivers. Would they be going to the Super Bowl right now? Dad Gummit, I don't think so. Um, no, uh, not the Super Bowl. I think they would have been a playoff team. I think a quarterback who didn't turn the ball over. An experienced one. That's, yeah, Rivers, that's what I'm getting. Like Philip like, Rivers got his team in the playoffs too. Yeah, he did. You know, and they had a good season. So um, I don't know about you know Teddy was another option for them, probably number two option I think. So I don't know if Teddy better team because Carolina was horrible. Maybe he gets them in the playoff. I think they're a playoff team with either of those guys. I don't think they're a Super Bowl team. I mean, hell, they were barely a Super. I mean, look, they took the long road now. I mean, this is not the road often traveled, least of all by Brady, but really by any team. I think the last team that did it was the Giants who beat Brady when they went 17-0. Right, right. Um, and so, yeah, now I I tend to think they were a really good team that was a quarterback away, a guy that wouldn't turn it over as much as Jameis did or even half as much as Jameis did, and they probably would have made it. But you can't even say that because when you talk to the players – 
and I'm talking about guys that have been around for a long time, Will Golston and, you know, Mike Evans and these dudes, they credit Brady. And I think this has happened, like, and this is what the Bucks wanted because they felt like, well, if he's here two years, he's here two years. But the the impact that he's having on the entire franchise in terms of its, you know, don't take a rep off, make every day count, you know, attention to detail, take all these, look at all the notes he's taking, you know, do your job. Like, he brought a lot of those demands and he's he's an embodiment of it so it's like if this dude got you know all this bank and all this jewelry and you know this great family and everything and he's he's like pushing himself the way he is and not eating cheeseburgers then what am i doing and i think he raised the level of everybody in that organization from the equipment guy to the dude that's cooking the food i really do and and that's what they wanted from him and that is the secret sauce you know, it's not that he he's a great player uh, and he's a unbelievable like student of the game. Like he just gets football and his, his physical abilities are still good enough for him to play. But the bigger thing is just sort of how he goes about it and the belief, the belief that people have in him that if you just do it a little better, if you'll just run that route a little more precise, if you'll care enough and really caring is the word you hear over there a lot. You care about winning as much as I do. If we care about each other, if we put our egos on the side and we go out here and, you know, you just do what you're asked to do, then we can win. And then they did. And that's the, you know, that's the thing that he's done for this franchise. I mean, right. you know, and you even if they don't win a Super Bowl, they'll still be better off for having Tom Brady here. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot. We charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Were you going to say something, Steve, about the... uh... Well, the other thing to remember is you probably don't have Gronk. You may not have Fournette. That's true. LaShawn mm-hmm. McCoy. True. Yeah. Um, you know, there's a lot of guys that came because of Brady. Antonio Brown's probably not here. Sure. So Right. And, and I don't think Mike Evans, you know, decides I'll take a back seat to uh, Antonio Brown or, you know, I'll just be one of three receivers. I want to mm-hmm. be the guy. You know, the egos were checked because of him. No, that's a good point. It's all good points. Yeah. I, yeah, like I, I said, right. I. The, we we the big discussion was if, if it if it wasn't Jameis who was it going to be and would it how much of a difference would it make but it's uh, hey real quick before uh, before we go here today mm. I saw somebody asked you the other day about Philip Rivers because uh, yeah. Philip Rivers just came a Hall of Famer yes of course See, I don't think so but I really? I think he gets in I don't I don't want him to, I I don't it's not that I don't want him to get in now are you going to do the whole he didn't win a Super Bowl thing you know what's you know what's going to do for me he's going to get in. And it, he's going to get in because of his numbers. And I look at his numbers, and it's hard to keep him out. What he's going to finish like he's fifth all time, right? Or some top five in passing yards, top five in touchdowns. He's, he's up in the top five in terms of the statistics. He's also won the eighth most games of anybody in football. Like name including one of Joe. the wins. Just name one win that he had that like. Oh, it has to be a big win. You know what I'm saying? Like he didn't no, win a Super like Bowl. a a big win, not even the big win, like a big win. 
I, I just don't remember. You know, we talked about this the other day, and he's going to get in. I'm not. I'm not. If he goes fourteen and two, and and you know, Ladanian Tomlinson has a headache on the sideline, and they lose. Is this Philip Rivers' fault? The, the Bucks go into the game without Antonio Brown and whoever. Blah blah blah. You're telling I know Ladanian me. Tomlinson, though. I mean, like, I get okay. That was okay. That accounts for one. Get yeah, one year. <laughs> I'm just saying, like, we talk but, about I mean, the numbers. We're talking about guys right? having. Having moments, you know, we talked about Marty St. Louis had moments. Rondé Barber, if he gets in, had moments. But understand this: understand this about the Pro Football Hall of Fame. Okay, not everybody is Joe Montana, Tom Brady. You didn't want, you didn't think Peyton Manning was elite until somebody pushed him across the finish line with Denver for a Super Bowl. No, I, I didn't say he wasn't a Hall of Famer. I said he wasn't like elite in the conversation with. I actually like Eli better. Yeah, yeah, you like Eli better because he won more serves. (laughs) <laughs> Which is absurd. But, I mean, give me the moment. Like, I, don't you agree? Like, Philip Rivers didn't have a moment. He was a guy just every week threw for 320 yards, which is hard to do. But I don't okay. remember. Uh, I don't I'll, remember. I will never look back and remember a moment of his career. Mm-hmm. He was just he just showed up every week and played. That's, I mean, you know, you can't, like, the, the again, the, the, the Hall of Fame is not about, you know, who won the most rings or did you win a Super Bowl. You can't come in. Right. Warren Moon's in the Hall of Fame. No, I. That's a good point. And Dan it's, Fouts is in the Hall of Fame. Right. Dan Marino's in the Hall of Dan Fame. Dan Marino went to one Super Bowl and lost. Now you could say, well, at least he got there. Well, yeah, but he got killed. He right. never no, went back. And, and as look, great Rex as he Grossman. Was. Rex Grossman went to a Super Bowl. Yeah, uh, Trent Dilfer won one. Right. But I mean, I'm not rapping on Trent Dilfer. I'm just saying that no, no, Brad no, Johnson. No, no, I'm like, are those guys Hall of Famers? No. No, of course not. And I but made the you, same argument for Dave. Why Dave Anderchuk should get in, even though he did win a cup. But even if he hadn't won a cup. I thought his numbers were prolific enough that he belonged in the Hall of Fame. And that's ultimately what's going to put Rivers in. But longevity has its curse and it has its its advantages. I don't, yeah, I don't think a player should be punished for playing a long time. I think that's an, I think you should be patted on the back for that. That's, but isn't football the ultimate team sport where you have to have people around you? You can't play defense. You can't catch the ball. You you are hostage to whatever you know team that you play for. I guess he could have become a free agent earlier, but he didn't. Yeah, no, if you took Phillip Rivers and put him on the mid-70s Steelers or put him on the Chicago Bears team that, you know, the yeah. 85 Bears or whatever, he would have won a Super Bowl. <laughs> right. He might have won four in Pittsburgh. Maybe a couple, yeah. But I, you, know, you understand where I'm coming from on him? It's just no, like, no, eh. I get it. I, I don't think it's like, you know, there are many people you go, is so-and-so, oh, yeah, he's a Hall of Fame. And, and that's always been the thing, right? If you have to think about it, he may not be. But I've never had to think about it with Philip Rivers. No, you're right. And you're going to ultimately be right. He's getting in. Oh, and I can promise you he's getting in. Right. Yeah. And, you know, I think he deserves it. And like I said, not everybody in the Hall of Fame has Super Bowl rings. So we start tossing them out on that. And, you know, and I think winning matters. Obviously, we're talking about the greatest champion, you know, here in Tampa with, with Brady. And he didn't do it by himself, but he sure as hell had a lot to do with it. And yet, you know, there's... There's just, there's there's a lot of quarterbacks. I guess what we found out though this season was that it wasn't all Belichick, right? Oh yeah, right. And that made him a pretty good pretty good uh, coach up there in New England. You know what we found out this year too, just to tie this up uh, with a nice little bow with Brady is I, I don't know that I appreciated it, Rick. Maybe you did. You but you know being here in Tampa Bay and watching the Bucks mostly every week, and, and we all follow the rest of the league. We all watch Red Zone. We all watch the shows during the week and right. read and all that. I don't know that I fully appreciated, even after all he did in New England, just what an overwhelming impact he has on a franchise. Agreed. Until you see it day to day. You got to see it every day. To really, to really, And not only do you have to see it every day, Tom, and I'm not sure that, that New England fan appreciated it, 
maybe, and this might be pompous on my part to say this, as much as Tampa Bay, I think you have to know the difference, right? Yeah. It had been 20 years that New England fan. I mean, think about that. Unless you were, you know, go back to Doug Flutie or something. Like, you'd have to be fairly old dude to remember when New England didn't have a Tom Brady at quarterback, right? And before that, they had Drew Bledsoe, who was pretty good. But if you grew up in Tampa Bay... <laughs> you know what? There's a... there's a you know, One of my favorite movies from the 80s was a movie, Pretty in Pink. Remember that with Molly yeah. and Walt? Oh, yeah. And there's a scene early in the movie where they're driving and they stop in this really rich neighborhood because she comes from so, sort of a... You know, just turned her dad and she's poor. And she's looking at this beautiful mansion and she talks about how beautiful it is and she goes you know what the sad part is i bet the people who live in that house don't think it's nearly as nice as i do mm. and you wonder if like sort of break you know same thing with tampa like they boston fan got so used to it it was you know maybe the older boston fans remember you know the yeah. really bad days the pre-brady days when they were right. horrible but for those who you know probably only knew Tom only brady. know brady right you don't maybe you started to take for granted just how oh, you think and then, and then here it's like, you, it's like moving into that new house. Like, wow, yeah. I, I didn't realize how nice it was until. You know, because you know I when, know what it's not like to live in a nice house. You know. Yeah, you know, a New England fan realized how good Brady was when Cam Newton came up and showed up. That's right. And it wasn't even right away. They were saying, "Go back and look." The first few weeks, they had Cam Newton as the most valuable player in the league, and Brady was going to be the guy that will lost. Right. Let me just tell you, if this was a divorce. Brady got the house, the kids, the alimony, summer the sports house. cars, the summer house. Yeah, we said all that. I mean, that's yeah. there's not even a it's the not dog. Even a yeah, <laughs> right. Exactly. I mean, you know, he took everything, took the fillings yeah. out of the teeth. I mean, he got it all. You know, it's yeah. like anyway. Well, uh, good analysis, good chat as always. What's going on at Pointer dot I saw your big time in me again. You had some. Some real big interviews. Yeah, you, I talked to you, Margaret Brennan the other Margaret day. Margaret Brennan from Face Meet the, the Press. Or, or Faith the, I always get Face, those mixed up. Face yeah, no, the Nation. Face the Nation, CBS. Oh, I like her. Great. She does a great job. She does. She had a really good interview with Dr. Deborah Burks. Yeah, she did. Um, Scary stuff. So it was great. And then the other big media news is Marty Barron has retired, or is going to retire. He announced his retirement. He'll retire at the end of February from the Washington Post, the executive editor. For those who saw the movie Spotlight, uh, Marty Baron mm-hmm. was played by Lee Schreiber in that. He he was the head of the Boston Globe uh, when they did the big investigation on the Catholic Church years ago. And um, I didn't know this. You told me you went to Berkeley Prep. Went to, I, think, I believe it was Berkeley Prep. Grew up in Tampa and wow. went to Berkeley Prep High School. Yeah. He took the same path I did. What, what was his? What was the newspapers was like he worked Miami at? Miami Herald, L.A. Times, New York Times, Boston Globe, Washington Post. So he worked his way up the up the chain. And so for me, like I started at the uh, Evening Independent. As I a started at the. You know what? Pe- for people who don't remember this, who what, and you have newspapers? to be around <laughs> at least forty years, probably now. Yeah, you would. The, the St. Petersburg they actually said the Tampa Bay area had four newspapers at one time. That's crazy. You remember this, Rick? The Tampa Tribune, of course. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The then St. Petersburg Times, mm-hmm. the St. Petersburg Evening Independent, which was owned by the Times. Yeah, and was an afternoon. Newspaper had a circulation yes, of about came out around five. four o'clock every three thirty every day. Came mm-hmm. out, yeah, came out in the afternoon, and it was also, if you remember, for people old enough to remember, it was free if the sun didn't hadn't come out the day before. Remember Correct. they give away, and usually they only give away like four copies a year. And mm-hmm. then the other paper, there was a Clearwater Sun paper in Clearwater. I, remember? Yeah, when I yeah exactly. So I was telling you that Marty Barrett, so he started his career and worked his way through Miami and Washington and where were the other LA, ones? All that. LA. So I went from the Evening Independent. I got hired away 
They came and got me. That was a big deal. That's like the old New York <laughs> tabloid awards. They steal Dick Young or Red. Even yeah, even Smith though they away owned, from the other guy. Yeah, even though the publishing company owned both papers. No, 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 no. The better paper was the Times because it had the giant circulation, right? And they liked what I was doing covering Little League, <laughs> and they came and got me and said, "Hey, why don't you come work for us?" And I said, "What's in it for me?" And they go like twenty five dollars more a game. I sold. There you go. So that began my career, and then I was following. Um, this guy's path because I went to Clearwater <laughs> and then to, I was in Pasco. And then when they brought me back to St. Pete, I kind of got comfortable there and just turned down all those other offers. That well, he and took. you went to so, Gainesville for a little bit. You were covering the Gators for a while. Well, I was too. covering the Gators. Yeah, I wasn't working for the Gainesville Sun or anything. No, no, but, but you, was, were, you were. Oh, yeah. No, I was listen, working out of Gainesville. Hey, man, I got the plaques. Come on. <laughs> I got both those programs on probation. I'm not proud of it, but it happened. There you go. Don't Don't write me, Gator fan. It's uh, the Evening no, Independent an was a great, career. you know, way back in the day when I was at the Evening Independent, our staff included a guy by the name of David Steele, mm-hmm. who went on to become a uh, columnist in Baltimore, I believe it was, San yeah. Francisco. He was How in about for a while. Bob Herrig? Bob Herrig, who's now the yeah. golf writer for ESPN, basically the Tiger writer, covers Tiger yeah, Woods. He, mm-hmm. um, he was on that staff, and old people remember. Um, Bob Chick, who was the longtime columnist. Pushy DeBroom. Pushy DeBroom was his. <laughs> his yeah, his, and it, we were talking about his son. Your your dad coached his son, right? He did. He was a great baseball player Bruce at Georgia. Chick, who I think yeah. he went to made it to Pawtucket in the Red Sox system. That's AAA. awesome. I didn't so know. So we that. had a, yeah, we had a pretty good staff way back in the day. Yeah, no, there was this been, of course, we could do this you know, with the talent that came through the Tampa Bay Times and the St. Petersburg Times. Oh, my goodness. Oh, yeah. Why well, did you realize that there was a. I, I mean, you think about some of the other, like Colin Coward was a Tampa Bay guy for a while. Colin uh, Coward was uh, Hubert Mizell's first, uh, second radio show host. Right, right. And yeah, I, I just went out the other day. I didn't even remember. Jeff Darlington from ESPN worked in the, at the Times. Yeah, for a Darlington while. tweeted out the other day. He goes, man, he goes, this is the cover of the same period of time. Brings it back home. I started my career as a correspondent covering high school. So I went, same. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> all of us, same. Yeah, same. Darlington now at ESPN, yeah, covering uh, Patrick and Mahomes. The guy who's uh, the guy who does Red Zone uh, on for NFL Network. He was a, he worked local TV for a while. Scott Hansen, Scott Hansen yeah, yeah, he's a local TV. Oh, uh, we we we're going to do the TV thing. I mean, this is the cradle of broadcasters here in Tampa Bay. Oh yeah, I mean it's ridiculous. And then you then you think about the athletes that have gone on to do broadcasting, right? Oh yeah, all the Bucks, a million sure. Buccaneer players, right. both in college and pro. So. But yeah, so anyway, uh But we check did out. it our way. In the evening independent <laughs> onto the times. And then we and shut now, it down. The end is near. <laughs> That's I'm what facing Trump the, went out to, wasn't it? I'm facing way. the final curtain, Tommy. I just know it. But the curtain's not coming down on the box, so we'll have more to talk about and uh, check out uh pointer.org and Tom Jones who uh writes his newsletter and it's a must read because he talks to all the big celebrities. So <laughs> thanks Tommy, we'll talk to you tomorrow. All right, sounds good. Tom Jones will be back tomorrow. We're going to talk a little bit of, about the Baseball Hall of Fame and maybe the lack of uh entrance there this year as well as some other things with Tom. Uh remember now on Friday we're going to have our popular mailbag segment and what you want to do is get your questions to us in now when you get a chance and it's easy to do. You just Hit us up on Twitter at SportsDayTB. You can reach me on Twitter at NFL Stroud, or you can email those questions to us at rstroud at tampabay.com. For Steve Verstick, I'm Rick Stroud of the Tampa Bay Times. Have a great day, everybody. Hey. 
Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.